Let us then confess our sins to God, our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have done unto you. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your presence. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your world and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake forgives you all your sins. As called and ordained servant of Christ, by his authority, I therefore forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us rise and greet one another.
Christ with the singing of the Alleluia verse. Paper vest? 
You guys like to play rock, paper, scissors? Yeah? What happens if you lose? Hmm? Sometimes you get a little slug in your arm or get a slap on the wrist. That's not, no, that's good because that's not very nice, is it? That's not very nice. But if you have the power in your the power of a rock, the powerful scissors, or the powerful paper, you cut the things up. If you have the power, you can use those things for good, right? Well, Pastor read through the gospel. Who is the best? Who is all powerful God? And we heard about Jesus in the gospel because Jesus is. Who is Jesus, Wendy? The best we just said. Who's that, Paul? Who am I pointing to? The ceiling. <laughs> we point up when we refer to God. You ever point up when we refer to God? God is the best, yeah. Because God, Jesus, went into the temple and there was a man who was possessed. We don't know what was wrong with him. He was possessed with an evil spirit. And Jesus, first he was preaching and the people said, Continue with the sermon in Son of God, Eternal Savior on page 10. Mm -hmm. 
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's just another Sabbath day in Capernaum, a busy little city of about a thousand people on the northern shore of the Sea of Galilee. There's a bridge in Capernaum over the Jordan River where they tax anyone traveling from the area of Herod Philip to the area of Herod Antipas and vice versa. And today for the Jewish population, it is the Sabbath. All the Jews are gathered at the synagogue in the center of town. The men sit in the lower level and the women and children are up in the balcony area and the men and women each talk amongst themselves. The children play under the women's feet as everyone waits for the Sabbath service to begin. It seems like just another ordinary Saturday, just like the Saturday before and the Saturday before that. And it is an ordinary Sabbath, except there's a new visitor in town. Lots of visitors pass through Capernaum, but this guy is different. His name is Jesus. He's from Nazareth, but he just came up from the area of the Jordan River, just north of the Dead Sea, where the wilderness preacher John was baptizing people before he was arrested by Herod Antipas. This Jesus is apparently starting some sort of movement, and he's recruited some of the local fishermen, but no one's really sure of who he is or what he's up to. On Saturday, Jesus and his fishermen followers enter the Capernaum synagogue, And Jesus walks to the center to where the scroll stand is. He unrolls the scroll and he starts to teach. Who does this guy think he is to just waltz into the synagogue and start to teach? Apparently, he does not know his place. But then he starts to teach. And the people are listening. And their mouths drop open in astonishment. This guy does know his place. He is not like the regular rabbis. This Jesus is a great teacher and he teaches with authority. It's like he's the author of the text and he knows it inside and out. Is Jesus really causing some kind of buzz? And then all hell breaks loose. Literally. While this Jesus of Nazareth is teaching and the people are silently listening in astonishment, suddenly a man cries out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are. The Holy One of God. This man has a demon. And the demon identifies Jesus of Nazareth. What a bizarre scene. The teacher stops teaching. And he rebukes the demon. Be silent and come out of him. Who does this guy think he is? He's yelling at a demon that possesses a man. Who has authority over demons? But then the unclean spirit obeys Jesus' command and comes out of the man. 
And they were all amazed, so that they questioned among themselves, saying, What is this? A new teaching with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. Jesus and his four fishermen followers exit the synagogue and head south down towards the sea. The people left behind are stunned. You got to think there's just a lot of mouths hanging open in amazement at what they just experienced. Could it be true? Could this Jesus, who teaches with authority and commands demons, really be the Holy One of God? It is an astonishing morning at the synagogue in Capernaum. The people are astonished and they do not really know who Jesus is. Today is a regular Sunday here at Emmanuel. You got up this morning, brushed your teeth, had your coffee, got everybody ready, and came to church. Most everyone's sitting in about the same place they were sitting last week. It's just another Sunday at Emmanuel. Nothing too special. But what if we had a visitor? What if a new teacher was here to teach with authority? What if Jesus himself would come into our midst to be here with us in this place on an ordinary Sunday morning? That would be astonishing. Jesus arriving with authority. Now we do not have Jesus here in the flesh, but he is still here with his authority. Jesus gave authority to forgive sins to the church through the apostles. On the evening of Jesus' resurrection, he appeared to the disciples and he commissioned them. Jesus said to them, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you withhold forgiveness from any, it is withheld. Jesus' church has the authority to forgive and retain sins. And here at Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church and School in Hamilton, Ohio, you have called me to be your pastor and to announce Jesus' forgiveness to you as the one called to act for the church under Christ's authority. By Jesus' authority, your sins are forgiven. And then, remarkably, the Lord God speaks to you in his word. This is the word of the Lord. And you respond, thanks be to God. Now you can get kind of used to hearing and reading God's word and familiarity might reduce your amazement. But it is truly astonishing that God speaks to you through his authoritative word. Thanks be to God. 
And then comes the reading of the Holy Gospel and you hear Jesus' own words in your own language. And you begin by declaring, glory to you, O Lord. And afterwards you exclaim, praise to you, O Christ. Pondering how astonishing it is that God is speaking to you, respond with astonishment in your voice. Thanks be to God. God is speaking to you with authority at this ordinary Sunday gathering. All authority in heaven and on earth is given to Jesus and he gives us his word and he tells us to make disciples, baptizing and teaching. At this weekly gathering of the baptized, Recognize the astonishing authority of God's word. Praise to you, O Christ. Jesus astonishingly transforms the Passover meal into the Lord's Supper. And he declares that this bread is his body. This cup is his blood for the forgiveness of sins. And he commands, do this in remembrance of me. It does not make sense. But Jesus says it is true, so it is true. Unlike that Sabbath in Capernaum, Jesus did not this morning walk in here in his body that ascended into heaven. But he is here. He sends his authorized representative to forgive your sins. He gives you his divine word. He gives you his body and blood in, with, and under the bread and wine. He dwells in your heart, and your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Jesus is astonishing. Jesus is astonishing, but so many are unimpressed. There are so many that reject Jesus' authority and his teachings because they want to control Jesus' narrative. They want to pick and choose what they take from Jesus and what they reject. They're not astonished at Jesus' teaching. Instead, they're offended by Jesus' words and they substitute their own ideas. It's just like what is warned about in Jude 8. These people also, relying on their dreams, defile the flesh, reject authority, and blaspheme the glorious ones. By rejecting Jesus' authority as the Christ, the Son of the living God, they reject his baptism. They reject his declaration of forgiveness. They reject forgiveness offered in the body and blood of Jesus in communion. Repent of the times that you have rejected Jesus' authority. And the times you did not marvel at his authoritative teaching. Ponder how amazing it is that Jesus comes to you to deliver the forgiveness of sins earned for you on the cross at Calvary. And deliver to you eternal life earned in his resurrection from the dead. And when you hear, this is the word of the Lord, respond with astonishment. 
Thanks be to God. Amen. And now may the peace of God, the peace that is beyond understanding, keep your hearts and minds in true faith until our Lord Jesus returns in glory. Amen. We rise and confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed.
Dear Lord, look with favor on all who partake this day of Christ's holy body and blood, that in their eating and drinking they may receive the benefits of forgiveness of sins and renewal of life, and so receive a foretaste of the feast to come. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord of hope, guard and keep all who face the temptations of the devil, the world and our sinful flesh, and preserve the faith of those troubled by doubts. Through the daily remembrance of our baptism, enable us to win the victory over all that threatens our faith. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. O Lord, Heavenly Father, we gratefully remember the sufferings and death of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, for our salvation. Rejoicing in his victorious resurrection from the dead, we draw strength from his ascension before you, where he ever stands for us as our own high priest. Gather us together from the ends of the earth to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb in his kingdom which has no end. Graciously receive our prayers, deliver and preserve us. For you alone we give all glory, honor, and worship, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God now.
In him being found in the substance of our mortal nature, you have manifested the fullness of your glory. Therefore, in angels and archangels and all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying,
implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace.